Hello, my name is Gertrude and this is the Tech Girl Podcast. I believe we're all created to have a purpose on this earth. The best thing you can do is inevitably seek your purpose. That's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. I speak to different people that have gone through different tech journeys in order to learn from them as well as to discuss how people can get into tech. I hope to encourage and support more people to take up tech-related careers. In this episode, I chat with Omotola. Omotola is a software engineer, a speaker, teacher, creator of my coding habits, and she also blogs for She Can Code. In this episode, Omotola breaks down how you can get started with your Turk journey, depending on your personal situation be it a high school graduate or someone looking to transition, what you like and how best you can get started. If this sounds interesting, let's get into the interview with Omotola. Hello, Omotola. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I am so happy to be chatting with you because it's been such a long time that I've been following you and I love your content. So I know who you are, but before we get into talking more about you, I just want you to describe a typical day for you. What does it look like? Um, hi, Gertrude. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, so if I was to jump into your question, which is quite interesting. So at the moment, I'm, I'm working from home. So yeah. my normal day-to-day working from home life isn't, um, I will not say it's too fancy because now the, um, the, the summer is fast approaching and we, we get light. I normally kind of wake up by like eight, no, I actually wake up by six-ish. Yeah. And then I actually start work by 8.30. And then normally um, I work for about maybe two hours and then we have our first meeting for that day. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, keep on working. I normally go on a break by one o'clock. Then my break is normally for an hour. And then once yeah. I've done that, come back to work and then crack on with it. Sometimes it depends on what I'm doing. I could be collaborating with somebody or my, I might just be doing my own thing. And I will typically finish by like 5, 5.30, depending on what's like happening for that day or what I'm working on. So that's typically my day, like working from home. Oh, that's that's so amazing. Do you enjoy working from home? Um, so like, I think what I enjoy about it is just that whole, um, I'm not rushing to go anywhere. I'm not like trying to look my, my best. Mm-hmm. I do have a shower before I get on my, get to my desk. Yeah. So I have that little small routine and like, it's good because it's convenient and I don't have to do all those extraness to get ready. Yeah. So for that aspect, yes, I do enjoy it. But I think at this point it's kind of getting boring because, um, mm-hmm. I just feel Sometimes it's nice to like interact with people and just, you know, get a sense of whatever the person is doing. Yeah. Um, but now, like if you're if you're stuck with a problem, it's just you by yourself, mm-hmm. which can be helpful or can be helpful depending on like what you're doing. Yeah. But I'll say it's like it's like a it's like partly, I don't know how to explain it, but I kind of like it, but sometimes I don't like it as well. I want to balance of both like going into the office and working from home but that really depends on like because what I said my job um, Mm and I said my job in the pandemic so Mm -hmm. like I didn't quite start working with my colleagues in person so I don't think I had the opportunity to form like actual relationships Ah. with them so like 
is a bit it's now it's a bit awkward because it's like okay I don't really talk to you we don't really know what to talk to talk about so when I go into the office mm-hmm. I don't, there's no opportunity to just like create that friendship really so yeah. I think if I if I if I were to start like over again mm-hmm. and I had that opportunity it would be good to like create that relationship first and then if we then go back and we're not work, like working by ourselves at home it's a lot better to kind mm-hmm. of like balance those two things out I don't know if anyone gets me but like that's that's where I'm currently at I, I totally get you because I also started my work full-time remote <laughs> and it was really difficult to just like kickstart the work. But luckily sometime, um, some weeks ago, I think maybe last month, then we were told we can start going to the office again. And I remember the first few days were a bit like, okay, this is a bit awkward. And then um, we have like a really good manager who, um, also has like these different activities that you have to do and then it sort of forced us to interact differently outside the work we had like hackathons we had games have lots and lots of things so now yeah. I sort of feel like okay now we're having a connection now it makes it easier so yeah I totally feel yeah. you yeah that's I think that's quite important um I don't know what activities you guys are forced to kind of do well, it was I remember a lot. Was <laughs> like a lot. weird games <laughs> to do with the company, not deal with yeah. the company. Try to find what um what common things we share as a team, mm-hmm. and then it was like, wow, it's so hard to find. Like if you take a group of seven people, and then you're like, so find unique things about yourselves. Like, and I was like, oh, do you like this? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um I mean that sounds and fun I know when I said with my company we had a few things but I'm not sure maybe they're doing that because of like newcomers and just trying to get them comfortable with stuff mm-hmm. and but now like um I can't remember the last time we actually had like a company thing happening I don't know mm-hmm. whether it's because we've just been busy but that sounds um quite fun um it sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun at your company yeah we do we have uh, an interesting culture but yeah, uh, so tell me and everybody else that will be listening a little bit about yourself, um, what you do, uh, yeah, just everything. <laughs> well, not everything, not everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. So my name is Amatola Shubula, and I am currently working as a backend engineer at, at a company in um, Salford, Manchester. And I've only been doing that for about almost two years now. Mm-hmm. But like, I am originally Nigeria, Nigerian, sorry. Okay, shout um, out. So, <laughs> um, so I went to um, secondary school, high school in Nigeria. And then I then came to the UK to start, study software engineering at the University of Salford. And mm-hmm. I did that for four years because I took a year out and I was working in industry. And then I came back from a final year. And then the pandemic hit. And then I said, work. Um, so yeah so that's um, me in a nutshell so like when when I'm not doing when I'm not doing my day job doing something like coding on and all of that stuff I do um, create content on my page my coding habits I think that's where you found me get rid and then sometimes I teach as well sometimes I give talks and so if I'm not doing anything um, coding related Mm-hmm. then like you can probably find me somewhere doing something creative um dancing having spend time with my friends and uh, spend time with family 
or just like doing something fun really something I would never really do away from my computer yeah um and yeah so that's me did you always want to be a software engineer and not always I, I never always wanted to be a software engineer so like I think when I was in secondary school, um, people just kind of imposed this and just thought, okay, this girl is quite serious. So like, she's probably going to end up being a doctor or something. Mm-hmm. And I was good in the sciences. So like, I didn't mind because like, there was something I was, I was, I was good in anyways. And mm-hmm. I think like my, my parents never like spoke it, but it was almost like an expectation, like an onset expectation. Mm-hmm. And maybe I might have said it to them as well. So everyone was just like going for me to become a doctor until like I finished secondary school and I was writing the exams and I wasn't quite meeting the cost of marks to mm-hmm. um, get into university for medicine. And so then I then decided, so I had to stay home and from stay home, um, I was blogging. So I said like blogging, nothing technical related. It was just like a lifestyle blog. Yeah. And I got really curious about how to like change their website and how it looks mm-hmm. from there. Say learning some HTML and CSS from W3 schools. Shout out W3 schools if you know yes. you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then um from there I just thought this is quite cool. I could learn code. I was gonna teach me how to like build websites and build applications. And I mm-hmm. I knew I knew at that time that tech is something that would be everywhere. So that means yeah. I'm going to be like flexible enough to like work in any any industry that I wanted it didn't matter Mm -hmm. so like I was like okay you know what mom and dad I want to I want to switch my um want to do as a career to um software engineering instead Mm -hmm. and at the time in Nigeria they were only really doing I think computer science yeah and they were only doing um, computer science, but then I wanted something a bit more practical, which was software engineering. And so they were doing that in this country. And so I decided to come here to study. And here I am, like so many years later. Yeah, that, that's so um, interesting because I am originally from Zambia. And oh, nice. as well, there's a certain expectation of you becoming a doctor especially when you're like you say more on the quiet side maybe getting good grades and you know (laughs) they're like oh you're going to be a doctor or like there's just this reinforcement of becoming a doctor or a lawyer and so Mm -hmm. growing up as well I always said that I would be a doctor and (laughs) just like you when I was about um the 12th grade which is like um leaving high school I I didn't make the cut of points. <laughs> I did not. Yeah. So then I knew that maybe medicine <laughs> would not be for me. So then I had to like, what's the next? Uh, the yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's really interesting that you sort of had a similar uh, background. But yeah, then, I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did you know that maybe? What made you choose? So you started working on websites and then you started looking into HTML, CSS, but was there any particular reason why you chose HTML and CSS? Did like did you did you ever how did you land on that decision? Um, so I think it was almost like a natural progression for me because at the time I was working like on a blog and so mm-hmm. that blog needed to look a certain way and mm-hmm. um I wanted it to look a certain way. So mm-hmm. um 
these are the languages that you use to kind of change the look and feel of of any website that you're working on. So that was the that was kind of the natural like thing that would happen if that was your interest. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why um, I I chose that. And I think another thing that drew me to it because it was interactive. So yeah. with HTML and CSS, when you could what you're writing, you kind of see what you're doing like almost exactly. immediately. So that yeah. was like a nice like interactive way to like learn a new skill so I think those are the two reasons why um I, I just kind of fell into that kind of space at the time so, so for anything programming that was my understanding at the time so it's it's kind of blew up the past couple of years but yeah then I don't think there was like well maybe I did search a lot but there wasn't as much information as there is right now about this space and what you can do mm. did you have um any how did you deal with like when when you encountered let's say problems or errors and stuff like that? How did you deal with it at the time? Um, so like I wouldn't say that like I really went because how it happened was so mm-hmm. I was writing my articles and mm-hmm. then I thought okay let's go on W three schools and play with a few things and see mm-hmm. what what it gives us back. So yeah. when I found that there wasn't any oh, let's go and view this like whole website from scratch. And and what happened then instead was I said, okay, good, this is cool. I've tried it out on this website. I like what I see. Let me go and look for the course that I'm going to study at university to get me to to where I need to be. So that was what the progression was. But then when it comes to how did I like actually struggle when I then got into university Mm -hmm. and then I was doing the task and maybe finding that like, okay, I wasn't grabbing this as much as my peers were grabbing at that point in time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was just more or less sometimes I get frustrated, giving myself a break and then coming back to it later on or having the courage to like ask my colleagues if they got it like better than me, they could explain mm-hmm. to me or I ask my lecturer and like, okay, I can't get this. Or like I just Googled or watch YouTube videos um, yeah. so that I could compre- comprehend it myself because obviously I just moved from a different um, country mm-hmm. and the way mm-hmm. they spoke, the way they taught their lifestyle, everything was a bit different. So yeah. maybe it took me a bit of time to understand like, um the, the lecturing styles of the lecturer but mm-hmm. like I tried to ask as much questions as possible did my own personal learning by myself just to see how I was able to understand that and then practice as much as I could and that was good because that was the only community that I had at the time just like my my, my mates and my lecturers and YouTube really that's really good um because I also realized um getting into the field that asking for help is a good thing <laughs> yeah, because it, it it's just so many moving paths that um especially in the beginning will make you feel like maybe you're not fit for the field until yeah. you realize that actually it, it has nothing to do with you like some things it's just about experience yeah yeah. exactly and like I think it's something that like because the tech industry yeah like you can't know everything it's yeah. so vast there are mm-hmm. so many things that like you need to like I mean that pushed um, at you as an engineer all the time yeah and it's almost like it's like if you're expecting somebody to know every single thing that's like an unrealistic expectation because of Very how true. much knowledge is out there to kind of grasp. Mm-hmm. So um, 
sometimes you can feel like you've not learned anything because yeah. Maybe you face something, you're, you're still struggling and you feel like, oh my gosh, what have I been doing for the last, like, how many years or whatever? Yeah. Um, but, like, I think I, I've gone through that phase and it's not it's usually not helpful. If you're, I think if you're still able to, like, keep a job or if you're still able to, like, build stuff, you're all right. Like, um, I don't think... You're doing you should, good. <laughs> yeah, you're actually doing good. Um, so it's hard, but, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't like I've stopped I've stopped beating myself up to be honest. Like yeah. if I don't know something, I don't know it. So I, there's an opportunity for me to, to learn. learn and just like move on with it really. Cause like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are people, don't get me wrong, there are people that I are smart, like really, really smart. And mm-hmm. you're just like, I don't know. That probably would have taken me, I don't know, X amount of time to figure out. But like you yeah. seem to have figured it figured it out like in a short like amount of time mm-hmm. and I'm so jealous of that and mm-hmm. maybe if you ask them they might be like oh it's just because I've been practicing for x amount of time that's why yeah. this is easy for me mm-hmm. that might be the case or they might just be more intelligent than you maybe yeah. like accept that as well and you know you just learn in that in that point in time really exactly and it's so good because people are always willing to help and they're so collaborative yeah and yeah yeah it's um it's, it's pretty amazing. And also the thing that you say where people have been practicing for uh, maybe a longer period, that's mm-hmm. something that I have noticed with um, a lot of people in Sweden. They start programming when they are really young. Oh and, my God, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we get into the field when we're in our 20s or, mm-hmm. you know, after we've already done our bachelor's and master's degree and then we get into the tech field and then it's like, oh, this feels so new. But this person has like this is almost their lifestyle um so true yeah true like and even I think there's some kind of correlation with people that are gamers as well yeah and people that are code mm-hmm. so like I think even it's a mindset it's a mindset a way of thinking as well yeah. and that has been established for these people like quite at an early age so sometimes it will be unfair for you to then compare your own experiences mm-hmm. with like somebody that has been doing this for like quite a long time. Exactly. Um, so yeah, yeah, I I get what you mean when you say that. Yeah. So what has been like your most fulfilling thing or exciting in the journey so far? Well, this is a big one. What has been my most fulfilling thing? Mm-hmm. Um let me think so like, I mean quite a few things um mm-hmm. I mean I was able to like um finish um university with the first class I missed Amazing. off like all the things that thank you congratulations thank you with all the things that happened with the pandemic and stuff I was able to finish that mm-hmm. um and then in in that same time I was also able to like sell myself so well to the current job that I'm currently working Mm. and land the job that I was I was I landed and at the time where I when I started like the tech stack that they were using wasn't something that I've actually like used before Mm -hmm. but like I think I I appreciate that I, I was able to pick it up at a good amount like at a good rate not like exceedingly like fast mm-hmm. or anything but I think at a good rate I was able to do that and I've been able to walk on tickets that like are quite difficult yeah and um, but I still had that resilience to still stick to it and actually solve the problem mm-hmm. 
there've been a couple of like small wins like within the company that like I was able to like pick up a feature work through it even if I got like so many feedback I was able to like go back to that problem and solve it to the best of my ability mm. and I have gotten like verbal like appraisals from my 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 colleagues to say oh, okay I'm so well done on this or that etc yeah so those little little wins within the the company have has been actually quite good um, and then outside of work, I was featured in a book called Voices in the Shadow um, yeah. that helps young women and girls that mm-hmm. want to get into the tech industry to inspire yeah. them to see like other women that are kind of doing similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very, I was very honored to be part of that project. Um, yeah. And then just like my page, being able to reach people, share my experience, see what other people are talking about and just like, do it like I have a collaboration with she can code blog to like write articles mm-hmm. for them so like just little little things around like the tech and what I've been doing has has really been fulfilling in their ways so that's what I'll say yes they're not little things they're big things <laughs> <laughs> big things and they're amazing <laughs> thank you thank yeah you, you, you're talking about your page which I totally love and I would encourage anyone looking to get into tech or is already in tech to check out Omotala's uh, page, My Coding Habits, because there's all the resources. How did you come up with the name and what made you decide to go that route? (laughs) (laughs) So honestly, I cannot remember how I came up with that name. Uh Um, I know that if I, because I journal quite a bit, yeah. So if I go to my notes and stuff, I think I wrote it down somewhere, and yeah. it was some of the things. It was something that like I wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, or I was thinking about doing. Now at the time, I wasn't even sure what like um what avenue I was going to do what I wanted to do at. So I just thought, okay, this is. I think um during the pandemic we had so much time in our hands, and I can remember on my normal page, I saw this, like, Instagram person talking about how we could go on this class and kind of do, like, a social media, like, challenge, mm-hmm. and um, just, like, a quick um, kind of intro class on how you can use social media to push out, like, whatever you're interested in, Yeah, and I just thought, okay, this is a nice avenue to just kind of, like, you know, create my page and start pushing out content and so I did that and then that's literally how I started like my coding habits but I know it's just something I I think the way I thought about it was just like a page where I just shared my own experiences and then just met other people that were like me as well and just like did whatever whatever that was going to bring then I was just going to venture into it mm-hmm. but I don't I don't I can't remember if there was like a strategic process with how I came up with the name yeah I don't know how but it just yeah I think that's how I I, I feel like my brother had something to do with it but I honestly cannot remember how I came up with that name um but yeah that's how it started and yeah that's <laughs> what we're, we're, we're here now yeah I I really like it I I always go to it because it's like very practical um, tips on on how you can do certain things. Like I also like it when you describe words, like tech words, like uh, say to me like a five-year-old or something yeah. like that. I, I love them. Thank you. I really do. I find that people like those ones as well. Um, and I see why that's like confusing, especially when you join like a new company as a newbie, you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. Words I need to like get to grips with. Um, so thank you for the feedback. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so 
um, ideally, I would like um, with this podcast for people that are looking to get into tech or at the beginning of their journey, they are at the beginning of their journey or are generally curious, what mm. would you say to like those kinds of people? How can they get started? Like what's the next best step? Um, okay, good question. So, like, quite a lot of people are quite interested in this space at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, like, what I, I normally like to say is um, they need to do as much research as possible. So, like, I don't know what everyone's individual journey is and I don't know what you like, etc. You're the only one that kind of knows, like, these things, right? Yeah. You might be a bit confused because, like, you don't know what's out there. But then I think you, you, you really need to start with yourself. Mm-hmm. what do you think that you actually quite enjoy because the tech industry we've got like um coding related um jobs roles yeah. and then non-coding related roles mm-hmm. and so if you ask yourself these questions you're 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 going to be able to um decide where you want to go from there so if for example you're somebody that enjoys problem solving or you're somebody that is quite has a keen interest with how to build websites or mobile applications or even just software in general mm-hmm. then you might find that okay cool this is what i want to be doing so your next step at that point would be what could what programming languages are out there that I could start with to start like building my skills in this area mm-hmm. and so once you've kind of like looked at that then let's say for example you jump on either you want to start with JavaScript or you want to start with Java for example yeah. then you can then decide okay have I got money like I, I think you might be thinking how old am I right now have I got mm-hmm. money and um, mm-hmm. to go to uni and what's the time scale between when I start learning the skill and when I actually get a job? Exactly. Um, like all of those questions are quite important. So if, for example, I was a young person, I was 18 years old and I was having all these questions, mm-hmm. I personally think it's still a good idea to go to uni just because like uni is just not like you entering lecture halls and like learning. Yeah. You get that experience to network with other people and just create university experiences. Um, exactly. And it um, builds the foundation in um, in a different way because... Uh, let's say for me who had already done uni and then getting into programming i i know that if i let's say had a bachelor's in um, computer science or something there's certain fundamental um information that you that you grasp over a longer period of time compared to a boot camp which i did so i i agree with 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 that when you're young it's always nice to get like yeah yeah a degree yeah that's like that's like absolutely um correct um so like if 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 I was young and you know I had a bit of money like there was money for me to go to uni then I'll, I'll totally go to uni for the course mm-hmm. but if like you finish your bachelor degree you've not got time on your hands you don't you don't have a lot of money then mm-hmm. the next best thing is probably looking for a structured bootcamp I personally mm-hmm. I don't know if I could be like a self-taught developer only because like is a bit too scattered for my liking I like a bit mm-hmm. of structure so like I would rather like go for like a boot camp and there are loads of like free ones yeah but I would say that even if it's not free like compared to what you pay at uni I don't still think that it's still like a bad idea to like commit invest some money for your future exactly. I know people like free stuff but like if in your area that was the only opportunity you would not say you pass it up just because you don't want to pay any money Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the end of the day the people that are teaching as well have paid money to get the skills that um you know they're trying exactly. to teach you. yeah so like um so 
you look for a book camp and if you find one that's cool you can better free your page you can do that and then once you've once you've practiced and you build something solid then I think you can then start putting your your skills on LinkedIn start like you know you know people are actually quite strategic with these things now yeah tell a story on LinkedIn and like that gives you so much like you know presence and people mm-hmm. are coming up to you like I I don't know what well, well now I'm I'm working now and like I don't even go and look for jobs anymore. Literally, yeah. this you recruiters come onto my DMs and they're asking, "Oh, we've got this for you. Oh, we've got this for you, right?" But yeah. like, obviously, when you're starting out, that might not be the case. But like mm-hmm. you know, use social media, use your network, tell people that you're looking for a role, show them what you're good at doing, exactly. and that's like always like always the way to go. Um, but then if, for example, it's, it's a non-coding role that you're interested in, that's mm-hmm. maybe a little bit different because I don't think you find a lot of like non-coding like boot camps that like mm-hmm. are available. Mm-hmm. And I think for this, it's, it's, it's really just opportunistic. So like yeah. um, what I mean by that is sometimes if you're looking for like a tech role that is managerial or mm-hmm. you're looking for a tech role that is less sales, for example, um, not UI, UX design, because I think you can always buy a course or something for that yeah. one and like learn it that way. But for those courses, you need to like look into what your previous experiences have been and mm-hmm. then um kind of tailor that to your cv and then um either you who knows there might be some kind of apprenticeships entry level like managerial or sales roles that you can start with yeah and then you climb your way up that way so mm-hmm. there's always ways to do these things you just need to really do your research and see what's around you and then use your network as much as possible and you know get the skills that you need for that role that you're wanting to push you and no one really guarantees that this process is going to take you like two months because everyone everyone wants it really quick. Yeah. But in reality, people are spending a year, if not as at the minimum, to get to the point that they want to get to. I mean, if you're really brilliant, then maybe that can take you like a shorter period of time. But like yeah. in reality, a lot of people, it takes them quite a while before they get to the point that they need to be. Exactly. It does take time. And um, that's something that... I always say to people that are starting out, like, don't expect to, like, don't set unrealistic expectations because it will take time, no matter how smart you are, no matter how, you know, um, because you would, you're stepping into different skills and it will take you to, develop that habit of doing and working on those skills and then communicating those skills in order for you to you know get to the next level that you want to get to and you wouldn't expect that to happen in like a few days so like you have to give yourself patience and be a bit realistic (laughs) being ambitious is something good but you have to be realistic as well yeah, like that's like a hundred percent accurate. I I a hundred percent agree with that. So people just need to be like patient with themselves. I know yeah. the tech, the tech world, everybody's showing all the bougie things that they're doing with tech, yes. and we all want to like, you know, get there. But it's it's hard work. It's really hard work if you want to stand out. So you just you put in the work, and hopefully you get the results that you want. Really, exactly. I I really um like your advice and just what you've said about also really looking at yourself and doing your own research because 
we are all very different and so yeah. yeah and like I mean you might even do your research and then you start you start like coding and you realize mm-hmm. that oh god this is not for me yeah. I totally mm-hmm. hate it it's fine you can yeah. always like you can always change but like you just need something to get your feet in there and yes. then you can then decide okay I want to venture out into this or that um and stuff mm. so yeah so I am a little bit curious about this one um, because now there's a lot of talk about tech and how tech is growing and how uh, the future is just all about tech and all that kind of thing. So should we all learn to code? <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we all learn to code? Um, I don't necessarily think so. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think everybody should learn how to code because, I mean, it's not it's not necessary. You can understand it, like you can understand the high concepts of like how things work and why we need et cetera, et cetera. But like, do you, does everybody need to know the tiny details about how it works? I don't necessarily think so. Mm-hmm. But I think for you to stay relevant you need to understand like how these tools work and how they're relevant to like our day-to-day lives. And mm-hmm. I think if you have a general understanding of that, then you're cool, like, you'll be all right. But I don't necessarily think everyone needs to code. Um, and I don't also necessarily think everybody needs to code to, mm-hmm. you know, get a good enough salary to be happy in this life. Like there are mm-hmm. people that are doing like things that are not you don't even write one line of code and you're still making good money so if yeah. that's your own argument of okay I need to learn how to code so I can make so much money that's not the case you might even find that even non-coding roles some mm-hmm. of them are making a lot more money than people that are actually like writing the code exactly. so um yeah so that's another dilemma to like look into but I don't necessarily think everybody needs to code they just need to understand tech right in general Mm-hmm. and how it affects our lives so that you're not left behind and if you need to keep on skilling up to make sure that you're on trend then yes that's what you need to stay on top of but not necessarily how to code okay nice i like to hear that um <laughs> it's, it's it's been interesting because um i think um as technology progresses and all these technologies keep growing it's always like a conversation and also moving from like code to low code or no code at all um how is it going to be like <laughs> in the future and and yeah. how careers look like i mean it's, it's funny how like we're progressing as like um humans because some of these jobs that we're, we're seeing now we can start having even a lot like more interesting roles mm-hmm. there are people that are quitting, quitting their jobs now just to create content because yeah. like that's what people are you know spending so much time consuming these days exactly. and I don't know what other very weird quirky roles are going to come up in the future mm-hmm. but like I mean who knows like the thing is just to stay on top of trends and just yes. you know make sure you're still relevant in the field really that's the only thing yes. we can think of at the moment <laughs> Oh, definitely. Well, Omotala, it's been amazing chatting with you. Uh, I cannot thank you yeah. enough for having come here to have a chat with me. And I totally love your content. I love your social media. It's been really helpful in my life and super inspirational. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. I just want you to tell people where they can find you and, you know, 
<laughs> all about you. <laughs> okay. Um, I think at the moment, like I, I'm just really on Instagram, my coding habits. Like I've got all this um, social medias like Twitter and TikTok, but like I'm not very active on those platforms. Yeah. Um, just sometimes I repurpose my content and like put it on TikTok. But like if you really want to get to me quick, then Instagram is your best bet. Okay. Perfect. And I will have the description to Omotala's Instagram. And I will have the link to Omotala's <laughs> Instagram in the description notes. Okay. Um, Thank you. Well, <laughs> yeah, no worries. We've come to the end of the podcast. But before I let you go, um, I just want to ask you a wildcard, which is how does impact matter to you? Yes, it matters 100% to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm guessing you want to know why. Yes. Um, impact is important to me because um, it, it, it kind of makes what you're doing a, a little bit more worthwhile. So like if you're just like churning out code, but you don't actually know how it's affecting lives or how it's making people's lives better or like, I don't know how you're making things better in general, then it's almost like there's no purpose to what you're doing yeah. and it's not satisfying. So as human beings, I think we, we all have that innate desire to know that we're, we're somehow, you know, making a difference in this world. So mm-hmm. that's the first reason why impact is important. And then the second reason is that if today I decide to leave my job and I want to go to another job, they will want mm-hmm. to know what like what impact I made in my previous job and if I'm not able to articulate or if I'm not able to actually express that Mm -hmm. then it's almost like why should they hire you right so yeah yeah those are the two things why impact is important to me amazing well thank you so much I would go on chatting and chatting with you but I have to let you go (laughs) this is actually my first um, podcast so (laughs) I am honored (laughs) Thank it's such an so honor. I, I've, I've enjoyed chatting with you. you yeah. Yeah. Um, take care. And once again, thank you so much for coming. You have been listening to the Tech Girl Podcast with me, Gertrude. I hope you can join me for another episode where I'll be talking to another person and going through their tech journey. You can find me on Instagram at thetechgirl.dev.